0: who shows us his glory so that we can have mountaintop experiences in our life. Amen. There's a phenomenon that has been happening in West Virginia. Anyone know what the, the nickname of West Virginia is? The mountain state, right? And But what's happening is coal companies have learned that they can blast off the top of the mountain and lay bare the mountain so that the coal... Valuable coal is easier to extract. And so they blow off the top of these mountains, sometimes to the tune of three or 400 feet of the mountain. One of the problems with is, is what do you do with the residue? And they take the, the residue and they put it into the valley and they've, they've ruined, they've plugged up over 500 miles of, of creeks and rivers. And whole towns have had to be displaced. Well, as you can imagine, there's all sorts of lawsuits about that. But uh, the result is these flat top mountains. Well, it was a mountain today that we are highlighting when Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, to the top of the mountain. And this was not unusual. Jesus often went to the top of mountains where probably he would be able to view, get that view of God, the Father's creation where he would be able to to pray and talk and discuss things with with his father in prayer. And so he decided to take his three closest disciples. And as they're praying, what happens to the disciples? Right? They fall asleep, as is often the case. But when they wake up, oh, what a surprise. Jesus had been completely metamorphosized, changed, altered. Instead of the Jesus that they knew, the one that they had walked with and ate with and, and taken naps with and, and, and <clears throat> followed and, and saw him have sorrow and saw him have joy, the one who was a, truly a human being just like, just like them, all of a sudden shows his divine glory that is not just true man, but he's also true God and it became a mountaintop experience there with him was also Moses representing the law the 10 commandments was given to Moses member and the prophets Elijah and there they are together on the mountaintop and peter is so enthralled by what's going on he looks at jesus and said master this is tremendous this is great it's good for us to be here let's 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 do a little mountain clearing here let's let's make 3, three uh, little booths or tabernacles or tents. Let's set up some shrines up here. Let's stay up here. This is really, really good. That's when a cloud envelops them and the voice of the cloud of the Father said, this is my chosen son. Listen to him. And then all of a sudden, things were back to normal and they they came back down. Well, through the years, Peter has been derided for wanting to stay up there. But think about it. Wouldn't you want to stay there too? Wouldn't you want to keep that preserve, that mountaintop experience, that excitement of being with Jesus and his glory that one day we're going to experience in heaven? So it wasn't such a bad idea, was it? It's a fact that for us in our relationship with God, we need to have what we might call mountaintop experiences. We need times and places and events in our lives where we can clearly see that God is at work. Where we can t- clearly know that God is bigger than us. That he is holy. And that he is awesome because of his grace and his love for us. And we too, along with Peter, say, Master, it's good. It's good that we're here. It's good to have some of these mountaintop experiences in our lives. But you know, I'm afraid that we have far too few of those experiences. We have a need to be lifted up into the presence of Almighty God. Otherwise, we're constantly searching and probing for meaning, for direction, for fulfillment in life. And I'm afraid that more and more people today are, in the end, seeing their lives as flat-top mountains. We're missing out on those mountain peak experiences and when we flatten the peaks of our lives, and when we fail to experience God's abundant grace, what happens? The streams of life also begin to fill in with debris, the junk of this world. And life can become mundane, and life can become boring, and it becomes a wasteland. The truth is, Many people are looking for these peak experiences, these mountaintop experiences in the wrong places, these glowing life-lifting experiences. Where do they come from for most people? Does it come in making more money? Does it come from going to nicer places, eating better food, having better relationships, What is it that gives people mountaintop experiences today? And it challenges you and me to to answer that question. Where are we looking for our mountaintop experiences? Well, for Peter, James, and John, it came from Jesus. Jesus showed himself to those disciples. And you know what? Our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to come to us To show us his grace so that we too can experience, as he says, life in all of its fullness. He says, that's why I came, that you may have life and have it to the full in John 10.10. How does he come to us? He comes to us through his word. And in just a few minutes, he comes to us in the sacrament. As we take the bread and the wine, it's Christ himself that says, this is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And we go, ah, that's wonderful. Life becomes ex- exciting and we can say goodbye to a flat-top life. And we welcome this, uh, this abundant joy of finding our meaning and our, our fulfillment in Christ as our Savior. Now, I ask myself, why is it that so many people, including Christians, are missing out on life-top experiences with God? Why, why is that? And what would it take? for us to have that kind of joy and exuberance of God's salvation. Well, I believe that the difference is in knowing who we are. When you know who you are as a child of God, when you know whose you are, that you belong to Him, that you are one of the sheep of His pasture, it means that you can quit being bogged down by having to think that you're in control of your own life. You find that fear and worry don't have to control you, that you give it to the Lord because he's on the throne of your life. He's the good shepherd. He's the one who watches over you and provides for all of your needs. As Christ attached his name to you in your baptism, in heaven there was a collective, ah, you know that? In fact, the Bible says that when one sinner repents and comes to faith, a faith relationship with Jesus Christ, that there is joy in heaven. There's a little party that takes place. God looks at you and says, Ah, I like him. I like her. She's mine. And friends, I think one of the reasons we fail to experience these life-top experiences with the Lord is we forget the ah. We forget who we are. And yet, as we come and we sit here underneath the cross, And we remember what God has done for us. We remember that there was another hill involved, wasn't there? As Pastor pointed out in the children's message. That yes, Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration only to go up to another hill called Calvary. And that's when he purchased and won you to be his own, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And then on the third day, he defeated that sin. And Satan, when he rose from the dead, so that now we are more than conquerors with him. We are victorious through Jesus Christ. And that's why life doesn't have to take on a whole hum existence. That's why you can have mountaintop experiences in your life. You know, it changes your focus too. When we let go of the notion that life is about me, that I have to produce my own mountaintop experiences. And when we trust that every day God's in control, that He's going to bless you to abundant proportions, I'll tell you, it takes a load off you because your focus changes. It's not about me. It's about, first of all, God's grace and what He's done for me, and then the focus changes so that we're thinking about other people and not just ourselves. It's not about me and my problems and my wants. Instead, he leads me to real and lasting joy, to look beyond myself, to loving and serving God and other people. You know, one of the things that has always kind of bugged me when you go to different parts of the United States and they ask you, where are you from? You say, well, we're from, I'm from central Indiana. And they go, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know, they say, well, do you have any mountains there? Highest point of the county is right up our street, right there. Do, do you have any? Do you have any good water there? Oh, we've got the White River. It's dammed up in some places. Uh, no. And they you say, yeah, we drive, we fly over that that part of the country, or we've driven through there on Interstate 70. But why would anyone want to live in Central Indiana? You know, there's Carmel by the sea, and then there's Car- Carmel by the cornfields, right? But the fact is, it's great living here because God has placed us here for a purpose. And as the Lord continues to to dump all these people into this area, Hamilton County, it's just amazing to me how God uses people like you and me and how he gives us mountaintop experiences, no, not based on the topography, but based on his grace. And to the extent that you know how much God loves you, and what he's done for you. To that extent, you find joy in whatever, wherever he's placed you at, whatever age you are, whatever circumstance. And you start to see the miracles of mountaintop experiences in everyday life. I don't know how many kids I've given high fives to today, but it's one of the highlights of my day, okay? Just to see the miracle of life and how God has taken these little youngsters and growing them. Or what happens when you when you pray for somebody who's who's ill, who's going through a difficult time, and somehow he uses medicine, he uses friends, he uses uh, counselors and pulls them out of that and, and they, they get better and you go, wow, that's awesome. What a mountaintop experience. Or you you know you, you, you live your, your your everyday life and you know you're looking for, for things that, that God does and how He, he uses you. Uh, and I was thinking about a friend the other day. And I hadn't talked to him in a long time, a, a pastor friend. And so I called him up. We had a 45-minute conversation. And after the phone call, I was so happy that I called him. And it just led me to say, thank you, Lord. It's really good to have friends. And even though you know, we don't connect all the time, I know that, that there's those kind of relationships. Uh, or I don't know about you, and I'm looking at the snow falling right now, but uh, the last couple of weeks, if you go outside in the morning, I like to walk in the morning. When you go outside, what do you hear? You hear the birds. The birds are back. Okay, uh, signs of spring are starting to happen. You know, after this afternoon, um, maybe tomorrow. But you say, "Yeah, God, God is good. He's in you know. There, we got another cycle of life that's happening, even in our creation." And you understand that every day is, ble- is a blessing. Every day is special. Every day, God can give us mountaintop experiences, even in central Indiana. A few years ago, there was a, an interview that was conducted by Bill Moyers of Bill Gates. Bill Gates, remember, was the president founder of Microsoft, one of the wealthiest men in the world. And Bill Moyers turned to Bill Gates and said, Bill, you know, you've got more money than you'll ever need. What makes you get up and go to work every day? Gates replied, he says, I go because I love it. As a result of the glory of Christ, shown to the disciples, demonstrated to you and me by his grace through his death on the cross and his resurrection, Friends, we quit shaving off the mountains, the mountaintops. Quit shaving them off. We don't have to settle for a flat-top existence because mountaintop, these peak experiences of faith await you and me through our Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we can love life. We love our relationship with Him and we love our relationship with others. And so, may God continue to grant you his grace to have mountaintop experiences. Amen? (laughs)